Ladies, gentlemen, and those of us who work in restaurants, welcome to Ticket Stabbers, a restaurant podcast by restaurant people for restaurant people. I'm Jarrett Stieber, chef and owner of Little Bear. For this episode, I'm joined by Neil Cohen and Yoni Reisman of Tip Top Proper Cocktails. The boys and I sat down over some breakfast drinks straight out of their cans to talk about what it's been like for them launching their canned cocktail company and all the strange twists in the road that have led to this point. Without further ado, here's my conversation with Neil and Yoni. All right, guys. Well, welcome to another edition of Ticket Stabbers to all of our listeners who, if you listen, wow, thank you. There's not many of you. I'm here with uh, Neil Shaka Cohen of uh, Tip Top Proper Cocktails and Yoni Reisman. We're really excited to have you guys on the show. Yeah, thanks for having us. Yeah. So it's always exciting to give that intro and be like, we're excited to have you on the show, and there's no studio audience or anything, anybody <laughs> listening, you just have to create this energy out of nowhere. Um, but yeah, thank you guys for coming, and congrats so far on the success of Tip Top Cocktails. Off to thank a great, you. great launch so far. Um, for the two listeners that we might have, if you live under a rock or something and you haven't heard of this or you live in Iraq where these aren't available uh, they are yet delicious yet uh, solid as a rock arrested development reference for anyone these are delicious uh, canned cocktails uh, we've got let's see Negroni Manhattan old-fashioned um, and they're all actually good so which one are on you that. sipping on there Jared I am currently sipping on a liter of Negroni <laughs> We're recording here at Halfway Crooks Brewery. They've been nice to host us. Um, Sean brought us a liter of ice for our three-ounce beverages. So we're just trying to make the most of it. Um, and I should let everybody know, it is 10.30 in the morning. Uh, a little different than our usual setup for uh, for the show, which generally would be 10.30 or 11 at night. But seeing as to how you guys don't have a shift to work, per se, you're always working. Really, anytime's the time to do it. So... Um, Anyway, thank you guys. How's it been going, first and foremost? It's been going great. Um, it's been since the end of September that we hit shelves. Um, about a two-plus-year process before that to get there. Oh, was it that long? Yeah, um, and we can get into that a little bit. Yeah. But um, these first few months have been quite the whirlwind and really exciting. And it's just like anything that you are creating kind of in a silo. You don't yeah. really know how, how it's going to take on a life. To it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So it's been really kind of astonishing to see the reaction from consumers, the reaction from the culinary community um, in Atlanta and Georgia as a whole. Yeah, and they were sold out. I tried to get some for Thanksgiving. I couldn't get them at a couple places. That's a good sign. <laughs> By the time this airs, uh, that, that'll be replenished. Well, we're going to wait until um, next Thanksgiving to air the episode so that it stays topical. Oh, perfect. So we already missed it. Yeah, so it'll be a little while. Or is there like a South American Thanksgiving in the summer? I don't know how that works. There's yeah, we'll, all off. we'll Google that. Yeah. Um, whose idea was it? I would say it was my idea, yeah, I suppose. That's Yoni speaking. <laughs> Yeah. Um, you know, it sort of came from working in the music festival world yeah. where it was hard to get a proper cocktail. Mm-hmm. Um, so what we did for those is we batched them in kegs and we didn't have to worry about shelf stability or anything. And, and that was that. But started to think about how, 
you know, this could work in many more places, yeah. many more occasions. Um, and yeah, we got connected to, so Neil and I grew up with David Stein. Yeah. One of the founders Comfort of Creature Shadow. Comforts, right? Um, and he connected us to Miles. Um, and Miles McQuarrie. Miles McQuarrie, right, from Kimball House and Watchman's, who's quite good at what he does. He's here with us in spirit. That's right. You hey. could say. We, we just put him in this can every time. It's, <laughs> it's like, like a little you know, magical a genie, genie sort of thing. Yeah. Perfect. So, yeah, he was into the idea from the start and, you know, helped us tremendously yeah. with, with everything. Um, and, yeah, that's sort of where the idea came from. Yeah. Yeah, it is a good idea. I mean, at the time, I'd imagine when you guys were starting to brainstorm it, it was pretty much just like those little, like, margarita bombs or whatever you could find at, at the checkout lines. That's right. But nothing really, which I still don't understand how they do it because it's got the citrus in it. But, anyway, it's probably just some extract or right. concentrate. So, was that part of the approach when you guys were thinking of this was classic cocktails that are only booze and bitters and sugar, a little water? So it that started... It started elsewhere, really. Yeah, we had a number of ideas we went through, um, but we landed here for for that reason, right? Yeah. Juice is is hard to do, right? It's it's you know I personally don't like juice that was not, you know, like that day, or right? Day that was juice yeah, that from day. concentrate stuff. Yeah, so um, putting it in a can is is difficult. Um, so that's one of the reasons, and you know, shelf stability is another reason, mm-hmm. and yeah, these are all classic cocktails that we thought people would want and miles agreed and uh, i mean another piece of it is familiarity um you know the canned cocktail wave is happening and it's mm-hmm. happening quickly but um there are some out there that kind of are taking different left turns and yeah. offering you know kind of like blood orange or rosemary yeah. you know various takes on things yeah and Instead for just us a good cocktail yeah we, you know what are you going to want to stock at home what do you want to yeah. bring to a party what do you want to have if you're camping or at a picnic you know yeah. you're going to want to have these sort of staple cocktails and if you want to come up with your own ways of kind of enhancing them or adding fresh juice or things like that by all means but let's put let, let's really nail the basics yeah um, and I think that was that was at the core as well. Yeah, it's a lot better than I don't know if you. I'm sure you guys have seen them. Those airport kits that were out for a while is like a little metal tin, yep. and they would have like a Moscow Mule or whatever it was. They're fun. I, I, you There's know, nothing in them though. It's just a a tin with syrup and it's directions. a little tincture. Yeah, yeah. It was like we, my wife and I, took some with us that were gifts, and we went to San Francisco, and it was quiet, kind of in the winter. We're like, we're gonna go walk on Baker's beach and like look up at the golden gate bridge. It's not touristy. We'll have some privacy. It'll be really nice. And we'll crack open these cocktails and we open the tins and we're like, the fuck, this is like <laughs> two ounces of syrup and there's no other things in here. It's directions. Like here's how you make a drink with this syrup. Right. Like, well, we don't have any alcohol on us or cups or anything. And we're in this beautiful place. And now we're just going to get hyperglycemic shock instead of a nice buzz that we were hoping for. <laughs> it feels like a novelty item, yeah. you know? Um, and it, and it's cool. The packaging is awesome. Yeah. And it's, you know, something that your mother-in-law probably sees at, you know, a, a knickknack store. And is like, brother-in-law oh, in this case, but yeah. Close. Is that actually a fact? Yeah. yeah. Got it for okay. us. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And they're like, yeah, I mean, it was well-intentioned. He's like, yeah, I think, yeah, I think Jared likes old fashioned. Yeah, exactly. Right? Well, Moscow go. mules. That's what I liked apparently, but, <laughs> it was, they didn't have a lot of options. I want to say it was like Bloody Mary, Moscow Mule, 
just things that could be other things. Like, here's a thing of tomato juice. It's a Bloody Mary kit. Here's a thing of ginger syrup. It's a Moscow Mule kit. What happens with that is you end up juggling a bunch of things, too. Yeah. And, you know, the, the beauty of this is open it, pour it over ice. Yep. And you can choose to garnish or not. You've already taken out a lot of the labor. Yeah. So maybe taking out a peeler is, is worthwhile. Maybe yeah. not. Uh, maybe it's going to be great uh, just over ice, really. Yeah. And that's the recommendation for everyone listening. Over ice or with a little splash of cold water. Or are they just like, ah, no, you can probably just open it and drink it straight out of the can if you want. Super cold out of the can is actually still pretty good. Uh-huh. Uh, and you can keep these in the freezer, too. They will not freeze, which is a nice pro yeah. tip. Yeah. Yeah, it's. I think 50 proof is the, the cutoff for what might freeze. And our Negroni clocks in at 52, Manhattan at 62, okay. Old Fashioned at 74. Oh. So, yeah, you can yeah. keep these in the freezer just like a bottle of spirits or yeah. whatever. Just like my Jägermeister. That's right. <laughs> I can't help it. Guilty pleasures. Yeah? Yeah. Is that I'll, a fact? Yeah, I love it. I will, I will take Jäger over Fernet any day of the week. Huh. Hot take for the restaurant industry. I'm so sick of Fernet. Do you catch a lot of shit for that? Yeah, I mean, I feel like everyone's like, oh, Fernet, Fernet, Fernet. And it's like, do you actually like it or do you just like the idea of it? I know some people like it. And it's not that I hate Fernet, but I feel like I'd rather have a Jäger. Right. It just tastes like I'm Where does Chartreuse fall in that? Uh... I like Chartreuse, too. But, um, I mean, for the price point, there's other things. But, yeah, I like chartreuse. I would rather have chartreuse than Fernet. You guys getting into chartreuse can drinks next? $15 a can? I don't think so. But you <laughs> never know. Yeah. Keep it open-ended. Yeah, that's right. That's right. The last word's pretty good. Yeah, that's true. Well, um, you guys definitely didn't have uh, a smooth road to get here in terms of the logistics. Because I'm looking at these cans. Um, that's not a common size. So, how are you the only people making cans in this size or filling cans of this size? Or is this like a standard can cocktail can? I wouldn't say it's standard by yeah. any means, but there's there's a few out there in that can. Okay. And yeah, they were difficult to come by. Yeah. <clears throat> you know, one of the first thoughts when we started is what vessel do we want to be in? And can was, was always like one of the very clear things. Yeah. And it was not the easiest thing for sure, but... Cans are in. Yeah. Cans are recyclable. Made sense. Yeah, we, we like cans. Yeah, cans are the future. Um, and so we 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 went about finding them, which was difficult, but we did, and here they are. That's not about what you don't find. It's about what you can. That's right. As they say. That's it. What you can find. Mm-hmm. What you can find. Mm. You guys, where is it? Charleston? Is that where you guys can these? Yeah, so we have a co-packer in Charleston um, where these are being canned. The machinery is ours. Um, as you mentioned, this is a uniquely sized can, and therefore we had to acquire our own machine for uh, for canning. Yeah. Um, but uh, neither of us are really production professionals. Yeah. Um, we're coming from the you know the music. live music festival industry yeah. where uh, never canned anything prior. Um, most I had done is put a bottle cap on some homebrew. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, so we, we kind of leave that to, to the professionals. Just leave the can to, um, your kraut rock festivals that you guys did back in the old days. (laughs) (laughs) Canned kraut. Deep cut references and can the German band. Yeah. Anybody listening wants to know I'm a nerd. Um, Hey, we're with you. Yeah, that's true. Uh, But yeah, so that's cool. You got the, got the gear, got the small cans. Go for the launch, 
and then uh, you're on an airplane, right? And Miles decides you need more sugar in one of these things. So I hear. <laughs> well, uh, I mean, I actually came on board about a year into the process, um, a year into the two years. But Yoni and Miles were um, were really at it for a while, um, determining sort of the gold standard for these three yeah. classic cocktails, and then working with a beverage consultant. Um, to figure out how to properly scale these up, make it a formula so that it's consistent every time, um, and really, you know, understand how to source all the proper ingredients for it. That's a big issue Um, with a lot of microbreweries too, is it's like, oh, this is good. Then they get popular, they start scaling up and it's like, oh, this isn't as good as it was. That's, it's not easy scaling up. You think it would be as simple as the math of just like, oh, if we just double it or triple it, it's fine. But it doesn't always quite work like that. No. Right. Uh, And, you know, not to bore anybody with the legal aspect of this, but, you know, it's not like a microbrewery where we can be toying with various, you know, variations and different styles all the time. The process to get these cans and the design and the formulas approved is much more arduous and and kind of long-winded. I mean, that that took up a large portion of the startup period for us is just getting this approved. Similar Um, to restaurants in a sense. I mean, that's the stuff that people don't pay attention to is just how much of the boring legalese and bullshit you have to deal with or just waiting on permits and all that stuff, which... I'm sure it was a nightmare for you guys because it's all alcohol-related for the most part. We're still in the Bible Belt, so it's not super easy. Right. And spirits are regulated a bit more so than, than wine and, and malt-based yeah. drinks. Also, we were in the midst of the government shutdown. Uh, so that, yeah. that put a nice delay That's right. in our permitting process. That's right. Yeah, I was trying to register the E-Verify for uh, some of our documents and... <coughs> permits that we needed for little bear and it was like oh yeah the government website shut down i can't do this and then i realized afterwards that i didn't even need it because our restaurant's so small and our staffing doesn't matter but i was chasing this on a wild goose chase that i couldn't even get to because the government was shut down yeah so that was so, fun yeah it's, it's wild like even i guess it was probably a year ago that we first applied um, to get these formulas approved by the government. It's, it's hard to really um, place What's the it process? All. What are they approving? Like, are they... It's not like they're making they're these approving, and trying them. Like, so what are they... The, they need to safe? see the documentation on each one of these ingredients that is safe for consumption. Um, they need to see the process of how these are going to be combined. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the blending process. And then they really scrutinize the design on the can. Um, to really? ensure that you know everything is represented properly, that your warnings and you know your Somebody production statements—unintentionally drink one, thinking it's a can of juice or something. Uh, yeah, I guess so. You know, that's part of it, but it's, a lot of it's sort of mysterious as well. Yeah, you know, you could have a design kicked back one day and then reapply and. It gets in front of someone else the next day. And, yeah, somebody you know, doesn't have the same standards. So. It's, it's pretty arbitrary, we yeah. learned, which is odd. You know, at some point, we had, you know, dry gin, sweet vermouth, bitter aperitif. And, and one of the, the people at the TTB decided dry, sweet, and bitter, that's contradicting. You can't say that on the can. And we're like, you know, have you ever had a Negroni before? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, no, what is this? I only speak English. Right. So the process is, is pretty arbitrary. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, we got through. You couldn't possibly have more than two flavors in a beverage or a dish. 
That doesn't make any sense. No, that's that's actually the the beauty of the Negroni is. I mean, it, it's a it's a complex beverage. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, brings to mind uh, on, on our website we've got the quote from Bourdain where he says, you know. I, I'm going to probably screw up this quote, but it's uh, <laughs> something to degree of like Negroni's a, a really remarkable drink where it takes three ingredients that I don't particularly care for on their own, but together they yeah. really work. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, uh, we, we got to send that quote over to the TTB and uh, yeah, make sure they, they, they understand. That. It's not it's not contradictory. I, I take the opposite approach for uh, Little Bear's food. We take mostly three or four ingredients that people really like and find a way to make them completely impalatable. <laughs> and that's sort of our shtick. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. It tends to work out for you. Oh yeah. It's been great for business. <laughs> no doubt about that. Um, I'm going to crack another one of these if you don't yeah, mind. Which you going we with another have? Negroni? We, no, we just had a Negroni. We can go to uh, Manhattan, I think would be a, okay. an appropriate next move. Let's do it. It is almost from, 11. From Italy to <laughs> little Italy, Manhattan. Um, See what you did there. Yeah. It's almost like can and can. That's right. I'm a, a geographer. Is that a thing? A geographer? A geographer. Yeah, probably. People understand geography. All right. Deal in the sciences of this is geographics. Yeah, exactly. That's what mm -hmm. it is. Is that too much ice? No, that's just enough. All right. Four little cubes is just enough. You heard it mm -hmm. first. Or one large cube. Oh, Jesus oh. Christ. Cubes everywhere. I'm just going to let this, you know, this you liter of ice is really. Get out of this liter. Thanks, Sean. Here, everyone <laughs> listening to this episode. <laughs> so, he um, tried. He tried. So what's next? What's, what's the plan? Are you guys just kind of holding out for now? See how the first couple of, uh, first couple of years go before you start? Moving into new flavors. There's there's a lot of answers to what's next, I'd say. I mean, one is we're in about 120 accounts in Georgia. Um, Already? And only in Georgia. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So you guys are in, you're not allowed to say where you are, right? Or can you? Uh, we can we can riff a little bit. Okay. Yeah. Um, you know, but we're, we're in kind of uh, most of the major liquor stores that we aimed for. The, the greens and towers of the world and city decatur package. A lot of our, you know. Uh, if I if I start naming all of them, then then I'm playing favorites. But yeah, exactly. um, but then y you know we're coming from the music industry. We really wanted to see this working in venue spaces, and that's starting to pick up with uh, the Fox Theater and Center Stage and Dad's Garage and some of those um, entertainment type venues. Um, Dad's Garage has been ordering a shit ton of old fashions. Um, I think their staff just likes them, honestly. But yeah. that's you know yeah, that's exactly. half the battle. If we can get them, you know, I'm funnier if I've had seven cans of old fashioned before we get started. <laughs> hey, if I'm, it works. I'm not. It doesn't work for me. No, we'll have no. some more of that Manhattan. Yeah, exactly. That's more, um, more bad dad jokes. But we're in uh, we're in some bowling alleys. We're in a bunch of hotels. Um, you know, so just continuing to grow that mm -hmm. I think is is ob is an obvious. You know, let's let's fill in. Georgia, yeah, um, get a good presence out there. Um, as you said, we're producing in Charleston, yeah, so that's interesting. Yeah, sure. And are you guys? Uh, oh yeah, because I guess you have to kind of go state by state with where you're authorized to, yep, to sell stuff. So producing there, but not selling in South Carolina yet, right? Correct. We're okay. only in Georgia, right? Only now. in Georgia. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we're starting to think about other states, mm -hmm. and we're starting to think about other products as yeah. well. You know, all these are, are relatively sort of like nighttime, cold weather drinks. Yeah. 
and you know doing a daytime lower ABV type drink is interesting yeah um, so it's a thought and we've we've been experimenting with a few things but but haven't figured anything out quite yet there's no rush anyway these are yeah doing well it's still in its infancy you know there's a lot of the highball type drinks out there too yeah so we got to figure out what our unique angle it's not going to be vodka and sodas you know yeah. it's not necessarily moscow mules and things of that nature um manischewitz spritz yeah uh, perfect. brass monkey we are kosher so yeah you know. oh are you yeah <laughs> okay kosher, have, right there on that label. Yep. Oh, yeah 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 maybe manischewitz spritz is could be the next thing. The yeah. Negroni is certified uh, gluten-free, but all three are, are technically gluten-free. A okay. Yeah. I mean, once you distill yeah. spirits, yeah, um, it's always gluten-free. All, all, the, all the gluten's gone anyway. Yeah, that's classic, classic branding. Yep. Speaking of which, Bart Sasso. Yep. Did the did the cans Ticonderoga Club? How'd you guys uh, link up with him? I mean, we and we, also hi guys. <laughs> yeah, if you're listening, if we you're went. One of the two we listeners. went through a few different designers, um, but we we landed at Bart after you know we, uh, on the third go round. We we liked his stuff a lot, mm-hmm. um, and he's a nice fella. Yeah, works out. What happened to the other designers? They're they also lovely people. They just weren't cutting it. But yeah, I mean, <laughs> this is what we're doing. Is uh, you know, branding is quite important. Yeah, it's almost all of the battle in a way, which is frustrating that it can't just be like, this is a great product, but that's, that's right. Not how it works. Liquid to lips. That's right. <laughs> branding, branding gets them, gets them to try the product. The liquid inside gets them coming back. So that's you have right. to do both right. Um, but the branding bit is really, you know, truly quite important. Yeah. And, uh, you know, Bart, Bart nailed it. One thing that he does particularly well, I think, is, um, you know, you look at Lloyd's, you look at some of the Wild Heaven stuff that he's done, um, and there's this, like, really great way of playing with nostalgia and sort of familiar looks, and you may not be able to quite put your finger on what it's conjuring up, but he plays with that really well, and there's still, like, a wink where it's not taking itself Mm -hmm. too seriously, where... You know, we ended up with a giraffe on our can. Yeah. And, like, this giraffe, like, you know, there th- a lot of this is pretty buttoned up yeah. uh, when you look at the can yeah. and at our branding. And that's intentional because there's a stigma attached to canned cocktails that ordinarily they're too sweet. They're low quality. They're not that, you know, they're just not for the type of drinker that we're targeting. Yeah. Um, so we were really intentional in making this a sophisticated look. But... With Bart's balance of still keeping some humor and some fun in it, it's not stuffy. Yeah, and that um, sense of nostalgia just reminds me of, you know, Grandma's can Negronis she used to drink growing up every Thanksgiving. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Grandma's can Negroni. Oh, yeah. Yoni's so, Negronis. Yoni's Negronis. Yeah. What, what, Neil's, I don't know, what do you do? Uh, peels? Yeah, <laughs> I think, peels. I think, yeah, I think we just do the guy. garnish. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's good. exactly it. Garnish, man. Uh, it's there for the taking, really. That's awesome. I'm, I'm happy that these are here. Are you guys... Um, Me too. You're in some restaurants, though, right? As well. Not yeah. just... Yeah, we're stores. actually across the street at Woods Chapel Barbecue. Ah, yeah. yeah. Shout out to our yeah. neighbors. Summer Hill, go. Georgia. Yeah. In El Tesoro and Folk Art. Nice. Um, yeah, a few other spots around town, uh, which is, is pretty exciting. Has that been uh, 
easier or more more difficult than you anticipated trying to kind of broach that conversation with restaurants? Is it part of the strategy? Or are you guys like, let's try to get in restaurants? Or are you kind of thinking like, this is something that a lot of restaurants are going to be like, we can make our own, but thank you. It's a cool idea. Yeah, I think it's been, I think it's been a bit difficult. Yeah. You know, lots of places think they can make their own. Many yeah. of them obviously can. Yeah. Um, so it's for, you know, particular places. Our, our initial thought was sort of high volume, fast paced mm-hmm. places like music venues, right? Where maybe you can make your own, but, um, the point when you can just open a that's can, that's right. probably better and more consistent quicker. Exactly. Yeah. Right. And you know, I'm one of those people that when I go to the Fox theater, I want to drink, I, I see the line and I'm like, eh. I don't yeah. want to wait in that line. That line yeah. looks horrible. Yeah. And I just don't get a drink. Uh-huh. So convincing places like that, um, that, you know, you should pick this up. It'll be good for you and people will appreciate it. has been a bit more difficult than anticipated. You, but you I should get one of those, uh, you know, like the hook things that pick up the toys. Oh, yeah. Quarter, and yeah. Oh, I love just that. Just make a refrigerated one uh-huh. and just drop them off at like the Fox Theater or wherever and people and just go put a couple bucks in, swipe their card, and then just fish one out. I'd love that. As long as you're guaranteed to actually win one each time. Or I no. mean, I guess that's the customer's perspective, sure, but who cares? <laughs> like, you guys are selling a, a fucking Hook Games unit full of these cans. Who cares if anyone actually gets one? You're also all, paying right? for the entertainment, too. Yeah, exactly. I love that. Yeah. I think we could do that. I, I mean, I, the idea of a vending machine just like is right there for yeah, the making. Yeah, it just making. makes sense. Like we're, yeah. we're a canned beverage. Yeah. Um, you know, and it's this smaller can. Could we make this like cute little stubby can vending yeah. machine? Yeah. I think there's some laws against it, actually. Oh, I think really? in the state of Georgia, you can't dispense alcohol out of anything that looks like a vending machine, huh. potentially. Um, but, Classic. you know, inside of a liquor store, if the display just took on that look or something along those yeah. lines, you just... I, I don't know. We we can play with this stuff all day. Yeah, you and just make it look like a Bible. It'd be fine. That, I, yeah, that I, might I think work. that would pass. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Hmm. At least you put them in a conundrum where they have to figure <laughs> out where their priorities are. <laughs> right. Do you want this Bible in the liquor Classic store or not? government crux right there. <laughs> Do we admit um, it's about the Bible? Do we right. not? Yeah. But, I mean, there's definitely um, establishments that we walk in you know, and they know that this will work for them. Yeah. They're like, this is great. We've been looking, oh, it, it, like, yeah, burger, for instance. They're not sitting there mixing yeah. their own cocktails necessarily. I mean, they have a few bottles on the wall and they probably make some, yeah, some stuff off of, the, off of the soda gun, yeah. you know, um, but, and they offer a lot of beer. They offer a lot of things in cans and we walked in, we tasted them on it and they're like, great. Yeah. This is, this answers, you know, uh, something that we've been looking for. Yeah. Right here. And the price um, point's great, too. I mean, for people who are listening who are curious about it, I mean, it's, you can go even retail and buy yourself a few cans of these, and the price is great. Yeah, under $5 for a cocktail. And yeah. if you're comparing that to how you would have bought a cocktail in the yeah. past, it would be at the bar for $10 or yeah. more. Yeah. Um, so, you know, and it's going to be consistent and great every time. That's another piece of it is, you know, some of these general managers and beverage directors that we're talking to, they're like, hey, if I'm behind the bar and someone orders an old fashioned or Manhattan, we're fine. But what happens when we're slammed right. and they order four and I'm not uh, actually on duty that day? Yep. And, you know, you end up with 
with some random employees doing yeah. like coyote ugly speed pour <laughs> over a couple of things just like get it out get it out I right don't care. or take you know they, they take out the cherry and the orange and start muddling uh, um, yeah, you know the, the dreaded uh yeah yeah good old midwestern uh Old fashioned was that like Sprite and grenadine and, and brandy in brandy. Wisconsin. Yes, right. Yeah, Corbell brandy. brandy. Fashions. Yep, yeah. got to be the Corbell brandy. Yeah, is it Corbell? Is yeah, that the brand. Yeah, which I yeah. always just assumed was you know like the cheap champagne, but yeah, mm-hmm. they also make they brandy. make brandy. Huh. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah, I guess if you just distill what you previously fermented, boom, you got brandy. Hmm. Yeah. yeah, maybe that's our next uh, our next drink is uh, brandy. Brandy. Brandy in a can. Candy. candy. Yeah. I was going Cran- there too. I was like, wait, candy? Yeah. That's something else. Yeah, exactly. Um, we were both going in the same place, though. But I think, Just you know, three the, ounces of canned brandy. It's really good <laughs> cold. The other thing that we keep on kind of harping on is when, when you go up to the bar and you think you're in a place where you're probably only going to be able to get beer or a, you know, pretty basic mixed yeah. drink, and you're looking across that can selection. And if these little sort of novel cans are sitting there, you know, stacked. Which is perfect. We keep referencing the visual appeal of them on our podcast. And I'm I'm holding it. He's holding the cans. They're very cute. They have good branding. Thank you. A little narration. Um, But, uh, you know, you're looking across it in in just that moment where someone says, what's that? Yeah. You know, and takes pause from what they were about to order just out of habit. Yeah. If the bartender then tells them it's a Manhattan old fashioned or Negroni and they've never had that out of a can. There's going to be intrigue, yeah. and they're going to be compelled to taste it. Mm-hmm. Um, the same thing, like, we kind of did this fun thing. Uh, I'll, I'll credit Dan Reingold from Creature Comforts. We were uh, walking down the belt line. Um, I was giving him his first taste of, of Tip Top, and he opened the can and just kind of nestled it on the side of the glass. Oh, yeah, yeah. And it just like hung there. The, and we were like, The part that you opened. Huh. What's that part called? The tongue? What is that? Um, I guess tab? The tab. The tab. Oh, yeah, the, the can tab. Um, fits nicely on the on the rim of most cans. Yeah, um, it kind of creates this little like uh, garnish yeah. um, of sorts. And you know, it, to some maybe that's like a little off putting. It's like, what's this can doing on my glass? Yeah. But um, for the most part, the reaction has been like, whoa, you know? Yeah, like, yeah. Oh, that that's it kind of great. cool. And you know, inherently, when you see this can, you kind of want to hold it. There's there's these people yeah. that walk up. They're like, I love mini things. I love miniature things. I want to hold it. Oh yeah. And the design also like. You know, you want to kind of take it in for a minute. So um, point is, if in some of these on-premise places, the venues, the bars, the restaurants, the they're serving it with the can on the side, of course that's self-serving to yeah. us to recommend that because it gets our brand out there. But for them inside, they're on their premises, like it's a very good marketing tool. Because yeah. you see someone across the bar get something and there's this novel service, you're going to ask, hey, what's that guy drinking? You know? Um, and, uh, yeah, I think it's a, it's an effective way to sell it. And just get people to do, uh, like when you go to a Mexican restaurant and you get like the margarita that has the Corona sticking uh-huh. in it, you can do, was it Sfagliato or Spagliato, however you say it, where it's like the Negroni with sparkling wine yeah. too. Mm-hmm. You just get a glass of sparkling wine and flip one of these cans into it. I've, I've tried it out. Have you? Oh yeah. Oh, it's of delicious. It is delicious. Yeah. So, okay. Let's go there. We're going to, instead of subjecting you guys to my usual final segment uh which is called wi-fi journalists where i make all of our guests read crappy yelp reviews about their restaurant 
Uh, you guys don't have Yelp reviews. I, I already don't. looked into it just to see, like, maybe there's a Yelp or something. <laughs> I couldn't find any reviews. I even went to some website that was like ratealcohol.com or something and looked at it and it had the three different flavors, but there were zero reviews no yet. Reviews. So, yeah. If guys, go on and review. No this news is, is the regular news, podcast segment right? where it's like, please leave yeah. reviews. Yeah, and, exactly. You know, give us five stars. Go to Facebook, look for the thumb, and click it up. Uh, but yeah so instead of that let's do just a quick game of what has this tasted good with and what didn't work i'm assuming you've just poured these into some random shit over the over the last couple months yeah pouring them all together doesn't work okay no suicide you know at the end of yeah at the end of a tasting if you pour it all into one glass as you're cleaning up don't taste that i'd say you could just don't expect it to be good we're not sanctioning it okay got it yeah, I think I think bubbly water works for all of them. Yeah, you know? yeah, just turned into quick spritz. Yeah, delicious. a little spritz. It's a little odd. The Negroni works the best mm-hmm. with the bubbles. Um, yeah, uh, I poured the old fashioned in some coffee. Um, I was I was out camping over Thanksgiving, and there was an, half of an old fashioned sitting there when I woke up in the morning. Yeah, and I had my coffee, and I poured it in, and you poured it into some Bat Bat coffee soda. Great. Um, what's that? Uh, coffee soda it's a real thing oh yeah yeah it just came out uh from one of the former spiller park employees he has a nice coffee soda kind of thing going it's really cool Cool. that'll probably be good they'll can anything these days that's right you know um i'm gonna start canning bottles that'll be my idea you just open up the can there's a bottle in it wow yep um i'm trying to think of anything that it's been awful with but now, this is some great salesmanship. Yeah. <laughs> I can't think of anything that it hasn't been good with. I I don't know. Perfect. Can you? No, but I've also just had them on their own. They've always been great. Yeah. Um, it wasn't good at my Thanksgiving, but that's just because they were sold out and I didn't get, get to have any. Yeah, sorry about that. Oh, that's okay. You should be proud of yourselves. It's great. Always good to sell out. That's why we get into business, so you can sell out. We are. That's right. It's a good problem to have. But again, they will be back in stock by the time you're hearing this. Yeah, for sure. And they're probably in stock somewhere else. I was just lazy and went to two places and was like, fuck it. They're all gone. I missed my chance. (laughs) (laughs) Any other weird things come up, like quirks with canning, quirks with distribution? Surely there's some some little, uh, oh, fuck, what's going on moments. Um. I mean, we're starting to hear little things here and there, but uh, nothing, uh, nothing particularly coming to mind, honestly. Um, you know, some fun things happening with the cans. People are like, you know, stringing them up and making the Christmas lights out of them. Nice. And, you know, just kind of some crafting going on. Again, it's like <laughs> tiny and These are so and cute, cute. We can't can. waste them. Like, yeah, I, it's true. There's like, you know, we were, we were handing, we were pouring them at Taste of Atlanta and someone was like, can you like not pour that? And I'm not sure if they were just trying to take one home and yeah. have, a, have a freebie when yeah. they got home. But yeah. they were like, I, I don't even want that. I just want the can. It's so cute. Don't open it. I want to save this. You know? Yeah, because after you open it, the can immediately disintegrates. <laughs> <laughs> you can't just take the can after we poured it out. I, I do have a hard time tossing these, though. Yeah. I mean, and, and especially if there's, like, not recycling available where I am, I'm like, you know, are we yeah. are we contributing here? You know, yeah. um, Voldemort I, doesn't destroy his own Horcruxes. You know, yeah, of course. <laughs> to, to everyone knows that. Yeah, <laughs> I'm just referencing everything 
stupid and semi irrelevant <laughs> that only nerds will get. Like well, some crowd it is rock guys. Like, yeah, talked about can and <laughs> Harry Potter people get their wands out and expect a podcast and they listen. That's how it works. Nice. Love it. Two cocktails at 11 a.m. and that's that's what comes out. Oh, Harry Potter's always on my mind. Well, guys, um, before I make this episode worse, thank you guys for joining me. I think this was great. Neil, Yoni, Tip Top Proper Cocktails. Go get them uh, at every package store they're not sold out from. You can go on the website, tiptopcocktails.com. Oh, yeah, you guys have that great map. Slash find us Mm -hmm. and put in your zip code. It'll tell you all the closest places to you where you can pick it up. So Perfect. um, And then, you know, while we're plugging at Tip Top Proper Cocktails, on Instagram. That's right. That's where things happen. Anything else going on? Events you want to invite people to? Random other stuff or uh, pretty much it for plugs? We'll, um, we'll, ha- we'll have some events come top of the year. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, things get busy around the holidays. People have all kinds of places where they are. So, um, yeah. But uh, we're doing some happy hours at some, some office, some places of work, things along those lines. But... Um, yeah, pretty straightforward. All right, perfect. Well, stay posted, everybody. Keep up with their social media. Keep up with the website. Go try some. And, uh, guys, thank you for being on. Congrats on the, on the success. Thanks Appreciate a lot. It. Thanks, Jared. Thank you for listening to another episode of Ticket Stabbers. And a special thank you to Neil and Yoni for joining us, sharing their breakfast cocktails, and having some great conversation. But mostly the breakfast cocktails. As always, our badass music was written by The Pleasure Point, Atlanta's sexiest band, who you can follow on Instagram at the underscore pleasure underscore point. You can also follow us on Instagram at Ticket Stabbers. If you work in restaurants, I'm so sorry. Stay strong. And if you don't, remember, the customer is not always right. And if you disagree, there's a good chance you're terrible. Yelp you later.